Hello, beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the Daily Smith Together Devotional Podcast. My name is Victoria Eyok, and I am your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And without further delay, let us start with prayer. Father, Lord God, King of Glory, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords, we thank you for your word. As we are about to study your word, we pray that you help us read your word, like listen to your word and that our lives may really be transformed right now as we listen to the teachings that you have for us that your holy spirit himself may take control of this whole session and teach us in jesus christ's name we pray amen so the title of this teaching is the son of god review the Son of God revealed. We will read First John chapter four, verse seventeen, and we will read Hebrews chapter two. We are actually reading from the New King James Version, so we're starting with our key verse for today, which is First John chapter four, verse seventeen. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as it is, so are we in this world. Hebrews chapter two. Therefore, we must give them more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken to angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels, you have crowned him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of your hands, you have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might face death for everyone, for it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of the salvation perfect through sufferings for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you, and again I will put my trust in him, and again here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shed in the same that through that he might destroy him who had the power of the that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lives and subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered in them that he is able to aid those who are tempted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I said in the keywords, first John chapter 4 verse 17, love has been perfected among us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world because as he is 
still are we in this world? So the Son of God revealed. Some asked, can we see the Master? Here, look at him, his world is spirit and life-giving. This is the breath, the word of Jesus. So how do you know Jesus? You know him through the word of God, through reading the word, like as you read scriptures, you find out more about Jesus. Like who is Jesus? What does he like? What does he not like? What does he encourage? What does he discourage? What does he like? What exactly did he say? What exactly did he do when he was here on earth for his every ministry? And the Bible says, as if so are we in this world, not in the next world, but in this world. So like when you're reading about Jesus, you're finding out, okay, this is how God wants me to be, to act, because this is how he recreated me in the image of Christ in my spirit. So as Mr. Gesswatt says, yeah, there is something about the world that the word of God that delivers, that benefits the hearer who has faith. There's something about the word of God that benefits the hearer who has faith. But if the hearer does not have faith, it will not profit him. And this is definitely true. If you do not believe the word of God, like you may read it, there may be so awesome promises in the world for you, but since you do not believe them, you cannot profit. You cannot enjoy them in your life because you decided not to believe. So we have to really make a decision when reading the word of God that we accept that this is the standard, this is the truth. When he says, for example, that you've been set free from sin, he means it. When he says that you've been healed, it's the truth. When he says that, as he is, so are you in this world, it is the truth. Accept it to be the truth, and when you actually believe it, you'll see changes take place in your life. But if you do not believe it, if you say it's too much and too hard and like too perfectionist, and that you do not believe it, you're not going to experiment any bit of it, because you definitely close your eyes to it and your ears to it, and you refuse to hear and you refuse to believe. So you have to mix the world with faith when you listen to it, so that it will actually profit you. And Smith Wickerswald also, also shares here that the future is what you are today, not what you're going to be tomorrow. Like, and when I read it, I was like, what? And then I reread it and I understood what he meant. Like, you are the fruit probably of what you believed yesterday. What you experienced today in your life, it did not just happen like that. Um, generally, it does not just happen like that. Like, there were thoughts that you built in your mind, mindsets that you developed, beliefs, belief patterns that you developed, which brought you to where you are right now, whether it's in a successful position or in a negative position. Some people are sick today because of an attitude that they had in the past. They never believed in divine health. They never believed in God healing them. And whenever they were sick, they instead, when even they were not sick, they instead called sickness and disease over their bodies. Some people even enjoy being sick. Like, it gives them attention, people pay attention to them, people give them time. And, yeah, so many things, so many... I'm not saying that it's the case of everybody, but some people, like, even, like, in finances, they are poor today, not because they were poor, like, long time ago, but when they had money, they only spoke negatively about it. They lied about the finances. They were saying that they had nothing, that they were poor and stuff. And when it finally happens, what they spoke into existence, when it finally happens, they wonder, like, why did it happen? So the future is what you are today. It's today that you're building your future for tomorrow. So if you don't like what you have now, like realize that it's the result of something that you built or someone else helped you build since like a certain time ago and you decide that from today you're building your tomorrow. So this is the day when God makes the future possible. When God reveals something to you today, tomorrow is filled with the further illumination of God's possibility for you. So find out the word of God for your situation today and start believing it, and you'll see that it will change your tomorrow. And then do you dare to say to God, 
I am ready for all that you have for me because many people so they just want a part of God you know some people want like the best of both worlds I remember I had a friend like long time ago by the time by now he's changed from what I know but like long time ago he was a lot influenced by tv and he was like he was, he's gonna have the best of both worlds he's gonna be at the same time a good christian active in church and doing like the things of the church and the bible um no more the things of the church the activities of the church is gonna be a good christian in the church gonna be part of a group gonna be like really active in his church and at the same time he's gonna be active in parties he's gonna be active in stuff of the world he's gonna like be doing so many things that the world is doing and he did not realize that the two were not like the two could not align with each other because he was really like thinking of like those people those actors on tv who sleep with many girls and he was not doing that but what what he watched on tv he was like okay that's what i'm gonna do i'm not just gonna do like the world i'm gonna do like the world and like the church i'm I'm gonna mix the two he wanted the best of both worlds and i told him no you can't do that you will be sinning against god by doing that but Thank God, God really spoke to him and he never ended up going on that path, okay? We thank God for that. But, like, some people, some Christians want the best of both worlds. They want God to have part of them and they want the world to have the other part of them. And when the world has the other part of you, it's actually the devil who has the other part of you, in case you didn't know. And there is no, you can't serve two masters, as Jesus said. Either you will despise one for the other or vice versa. You see what I mean? So, um, you can't serve two masters. You have to decide, like, to commit yourself 100% to God. If there's still an area of your life that you've not surrendered to God, you have to say, okay, Jesus, I admit that it's this area of my life that's not surrendered to you because we have to give all of ourselves to him. Because if you say that you're ready for all that God has for you, it means you're not just ready for the blessings, you're also ready for the purity, the life of purity that goes with it, the holy life that goes with it. Let me tell you that Smith Figueroa did not allow newspaper into his house. He said it came from the devil and he did not allow those things into his house. If you visited him and had a newspaper in your hand, you would put it at the door before entering his house. There was no TV in his house. I don't even know if there was TV at that time. But if he were living in this age, I doubt that he would have TV in his house. Unless perhaps only Christian television. I don't know. But I doubt, like, if already the newspapers did not accept it in his house... I doubt that he will accept a TV with all the things that are going on in the world. I doubt he would accept the TV in his house. So, like, basically, what was I trying to say? That you have to accept that if you want all that God has for you, you also want to live a holy life, a pure life. It means surrendering everything to God. Your browser history, everything you're looking at on social media, it means refusing to watch stuff that's going to make your mind think the wrong way. It means refusing even conversations that are leading you to sin in your thoughts and in your actions. It really means like surrendering everything to him. And sometimes you think that it's just making a one-time decision, saying, okay, I become a Christian and it's done. But there's also like everyday temptations and every day you have to really surrender your life to Jesus, not just with your words, but through your actions, actually giving up this thing or that thing because you notice that, okay, this thing... It's not a good, tree, a good, a good tree in my life. It's not bearing good food. This thing causes me to sin. I'm giving up this thing because I want to serve God. That is really you throwing things away more and more because you want to live a sanctified life, a separate life. And as Mister Goswat says here, it will mean your heart is so perfect and your prospects are so divinely separated that you say to the world goodbye, <laughs> like for real. 
There's so many things you would have to give up. Imagine this is the lifestyle of Smith Wigglesworth. He wouldn't go more than 30 minutes without praying. So he would be praying and reading the Bible, praying, reading the Bible, praying, reading the Bible. And if you actually visited him, don't you dare think that you're going to gossip. He did not take part in gossiping. He would read chapters of the Bible to you. So instead of reading alone and praying, he would read chapters of the Bible to you and pray with you. Read chapters of the Bible to you and pray with you. Read chapters of the Bible to you and pray with you. So if you didn't like the Bible, you were bound to end up liking it or I don't know, not visiting anymore, I guess. But like really, he was a man who did, whom God used to make so many miracles, but he was not the type of preacher that so many people were in his house. You could easily go and visit him like with no protocol, you know? Why? Because many people liked the side of miracles, but they also want the enjoyment of the world. And they knew that if they were going to be around him, they were not going to be like enjoying the stuff of the world, you know? They would there wouldn't be like, for example, on TikTok all day watching videos and dancing. That would not be it. Though instead, if they went to visit him, they would spend the day like reading the Bible, praying, reading the Bible, praying, eating, reading the Bible, praying, reading the Bible, praying. You see, so like that is kind of it. So it's really saying goodbye to the world. And for some people, it's gonna be radical. It's gonna be the change. It's gonna be immediate. For some others, like progressively, they're gonna see. You no, know, this thing doesn't have a place in my life anymore. I'm trying this way. I'm trying this way. I'm trying this way. And yeah, so we should be keeping our eyes upon him so that we may be ready for his return. Because in the end, when Jesus is gonna come back, he's not gonna like, like give you points for the number of TikTok videos that you watched, for example, or give you points for the number of dance moves that you knew. <laughs> you see what I mean? Or the number of times you gossiped with your friends. He's not gonna <laughs> reward you in any way. But instead, like, he's going to look at, like, the mission he gave you, being a believer. Like, first of all, did you accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And then did you preach the gospel? Did you make of all nations disciples? Did you did you baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, of, and the Holy Spirit? Were you even yourself baptized? Did you, did you do the works of the Lord? Did you preach the gospel? Did you lay hands on the sick? Did you raise the dead? Did you cast out devils? Did you speak in tongues? Those things that are written in the Bible that every believer is supposed to be doing, that's like... Like, if you have to be, like, um, evaluated based on the... And I'm not saying evaluated for salvation, but I'm saying that the Bible talks about rewards for our good works. You know, not salvation, because you're saved by the works of Jesus. But now, as a believer, you have rewards for the things that you did. But you're already saved. And then, like, plus the salvation, you now have rewards. So, Jesus is not going to reward you based on the number of TikTok videos that you danced on. You see what I mean? Uh, it's really gonna be about the life that he called you to live. So it's the moment to get ready for his return, actually, to put our lives in order for that. And if you can rest without the world, as Mr. Swap says, yeah, if it becomes your food day and night, if you eat and drink of it, his life will be in you. And when he appears, you will go with him. So he's basically saying, like, get rid of the rest and focus only on the word of God. Make a full consecration to God right now. It is between you and God. So let's try. I am really challenged by this. It really brings us to realize that we should be more and more consecrated to God and fully, like, not just part of us, but all of us. So this is the quote for the day. Come clean with everything in the presence of God. If there's any sin, like, confess it to God. If there's anything that, like, is holding you back, like, confess it to God and make a final consecration, a real consecration to Him. And I know that perhaps you're consecrating and, like, months later you realize it's this aspect of your life that you're not surrendered and you still surrender it. But, like, make first a decision to fully consecrate yourself to Him. And as the quote says here, make, uh, like, come clean with everything in the presence of God. 
So let us pray. Father, Lord God Almighty, we thank you for this world which is so powerful. We confess that there was there are aspects of our lives that we've not yet surrendered to you and in which we've not yet been consecrated. Some things that we allow to distract us from like the Great Commission, from what you called us to do, and we ask for forgiveness, Lord, and right now we surrender to you like from right where you are listening right now take time make this decision to consecrate your life fully to god so right now god i consecrate my life fully to you i repent i choose to act differently from this day forward and to put you first lord in jesus christ's name amen so thank you so much for joining us today and for listening from start to finish thank you for listening from the beginning to the end of this podcast episode we you know we have one new podcast episode every single day by the grace of the lord so make sure to subscribe and tune in tomorrow by god's grace to listen to the next podcast episode if you have prayer requests or questions or anything you need to discuss concerning the bible or this podcast episode or any other podcast episode or the speech because what devotional in general or the bible in general or any scene uh, which you are addicted to for which you need deliverance or healing if you need prayer for sickness and disease if you need healing even in terms of your finances if you need prayer you can always contact me on instagram dr victoria eok you can contact me on instagram with your prayer requests with your questions with your like anything that you need which is concerning the bible by the grace of god and the power of the holy spirit we're gonna solve it so i'm expecting to hear from you soon and god bless you bye bye